Hey, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. And I'm Evie Reed. And this is the From First to Last <laughs> podcast. Hey, this is the first to last podcast. It's a podcast where my friend Craig and I, we get together and we talk about a movie each week, working our way through a director's theatrical filmography from their first film all the way to their last film. And Craig, who have we been hitting this season? Well, 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 unless you're not even reading what you're listening to. (laughs) We are talking about Bobby Z, Robert Zemeckis. Yes, we are. And it is today his 13th film. 13th? Lucky 13. Lucky 13. And do you know what's crazy? Let's just talk about what we're actually watching straight from the get-go, Craig. Yeah, let's do it. Because today's episode is the Polar Express. Love it. And quite fittingly, across the road from Cinefool Studios is a Carols by Candlelight setting up. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, so is that that noise? Yes. Yeah, so I been was practicing. like, are they singing in the squash courts? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a Carols by Candlelight setting up right now. So it's giving everyone a little window on when we're actually recording. If wow. you're following we us. we a nice in, Christmas window. Yeah, we have, haven't we? Well, actually, our budget's gone up and we've hired a Carols by Candlelight to do <laughs> the background music for us. <laughs> the backing music is... <laughs> the backing music. We're paid royalties. We've <laughs> so actually we'll paid just go, royalties. shut up! <laughs> so, um, if you've been tuning in, we have been working our way through Robert Zemeckis' filmography. Yes. Uh, last week, we hit uh, Castaway. What a brilliant film. And wasn't it? And Craig, it feels like forever I since feel, we did I think this. it has been forever. Either that or we're coming into that crazy part of the year in our personal lives where yes. it's just everything Christmas, yeah. everything Santa, writing letters to Santa, doing all the shebang. <laughs> Oh, my Elf on the Shelf showed up on the weekend, and oh. so that's just been wild. Golly, an Elf on the Shelf. What mm. colour is it? Uh, he is, he's red. He's red. Ah. He's got brown hair. His <laughs> name's Clark. He's named oh. after Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you've heard a little voice just pop up then on the podcast, your ears aren't hearing things. It's not the elf on the shelf, even though her microphone does have a red cover <laughs> at the moment. But it's actually, we're really excited because today on the podcast, we have our very second guest and our first female guest, which we're very excited. And to our most expensive guest. I know, she's she just took a her rider was out of control. I know, just ridiculous. Yep. So <laughs> let's everyone welcome to the podcast, Evie Reed. That's my bad applause. That's so crazy. that means I also have to be PG today. <laughs> I'm sorry, G. Craig's got to control <laughs> himself. I've got to be nice today. Sometimes Craig can get I'm a bit not. rude. I'm naughty. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm on he's, Santa's naughty list. He's like the elf on the shelf, Evie. Sometimes I do it at my mom's because she lets me. Oh, oh no. no. Mom lets me. Oh, oh dear. Well, to. not here. No, not here not in Cinefool Studios. No, Cinefool Studios. Very strict. It's a place of happiness and joy today. Yes. Yeah. And love. So, for those um, listening at home, we we have today reached the what we call the motion capture um, sort of era of Bobby Z's yeah. filmography, and that's the next three films. He really has this um, season where he worked a lot on motion capture, computer generated films, completely done 
uh, through a motion capture. Um, and so that uh, starts with the Polar Express, moving on to Beowulf, and then A Christmas Carol. And as we've talked about before, he started a company, Craig, called Image Works Movers. Yeah. Image Movers Works. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Something around there. Um, <laughs> we, we think we'd know by now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're so in depth. <laughs> we are out of touch, Craig. We are out of touch. Um, We're a bit wacky. And he really focused on this as as a um as i guess you call it an art form yeah in, in film and um it all sort of fell apart after a couple box office not successes yeah and then um the yellow submarine film that he was working on then sort of <sighs> fizzling out as well that's heartbreaking that so yellow submarine um, one. so yeah so we're really excited to get in this film now evie each each week before uh, we get to talking about the movie itself, I like to give a little history of what's been going on to get us to the movie. Oh. Um, yeah. So, we so is it like that theme song that's been going on? Oh, no. The theme song, <laughs> the theme song <laughs> for the Evie, for all those listening at home. Evie's actually my daughter. Uh, <laughs> she's seven years old. Uh, she's a big fan of the podcast. She did have to hear the theme song quite a lot, didn't you, Evie, while yes. I was working through it? <laughs> she kept asking, what was the question you kept asking me all the time? What is it? Yeah, what is it and why are you listening to it so much? It's his favourite song. <laughs> That's my favourite song. <laughs> but it's when this is all done, Evie... We'll let you in on the magic and hear it all finished up with the theme song in there, and you'll think it's oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Craig and Evie, there was actually four years between Robert Zemeckis' last film, Castaway, yeah, and The Polar Express. Okay, so, so did he started working on this, or he just had a break? Hey, this was really sort of... We're going to get into oh, why it took so long ahead. in a minute. All right, cool. I like it. But um, really, the the four-year journey was not time wasted. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think um, Robert Zemeckis was off taking a, a long um, sabbatical in the wilderness for a while. Oh, listening to Eddie Vettitude. A little into the wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Living out of a bus. So, so we had Castaway released in 2000. And then um, Polar Express is released in 2004. So I thought um, there's some really cool, if everyone's got the DVD or Blu-ray, um, check out the making of because there's some really cool features on how they made the film, the production of the film. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to watch how the motion capture system works. Mm. Um, but really there's not a lot of details about what went down during the filming. Oh, really? So the the info that I do have is as follows. And then I really want to give a little... I thought, seems that we are coming into this history, this little period where he he has a season of doing motion capture films. I'll give a little mm. brief history of motion capture. Yeah, no, please. And how it got there. Yeah, because I want to see basically the, I guess, the evolution and how he jumped on board of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Why, you know, why he yeah. jumped on board of it? Because it really, like you see... He's He's touched around a little bit. Obviously, he's big into Technology, special effects yeah. and innovation. But then to jump into motion capture, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, totally. So um, the film Polar Express is actually based on a, a book. Huh. I did not know so that again. released in 1985. And we've talked about this on previous episodes, how Robert Zemeckis is actually quite skilled at adapting yeah, a book into a film. Yeah, exactly. Takes it. 
actually adds to it. He takes the core of it. Yeah, he does. He takes he? like the core concept of a of the story, and then he just builds on it and adds. You know, and I love that about hard. it. Yeah, same, same. Because a lot of the stories you originally hear, they're good, but not. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he makes it palatable. So, 1985, the Polar Express book is released, and it's by author Chris Van Allsburg. Um Now, Chris Van Allsburg has, <laughs> uh, has, has also... Um, <laughs> we're, we're enjoying the, the inner workings of a seven-year-old over here, keeping herself busy while two fools ramble on. So very cute watching. It her is. Just it is smash cute. A it's awesome. Um, <laughs> so he, Chris Van Allsburg also wrote another book that was turned into a very successful film. Craig, mm-hmm. he wrote the book that the film Jumanji was based on. Jumanji. Yes, Jumanji. I love Jumanji. Jumanji. Have you seen Jumanji, Evie? No. Do you know what Jumanji is? No. That's cool. Do you well, know if you yell it out enough, a whole bunch of rhinos will come running at your car. No. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I lost my last car like that. Craig <laughs> oh, never, ch- never trusts me. It, it's, <laughs> he, Rhinos didn't hit his car. Not even no. this. No, no, that was just my no. booty. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, really, other than being based on that and using motion capture technology, there's not a lot out there about the, the making of the film. And probably a film of this magnitude was probably quite secretive to start with because it's trialling technology in a exactly. way that's never really been done. So um, is it cool if I tell you guys a bit about uh, the history of motion capture? Do you want to hear it, Evie? Yes. Oh, sure. so you good. sure you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Oh, I'll listen cool. to him. I'll listen to him as well. So I'll take my tips from I'll try. I'll try and make it Yeah, you make sure. You've got to make it exciting. So... <laughs> What really blew my mind in um, the research that I did about this is that motion capture as an art form or a skill set has actually been used since the 1930s. Okay, yeah, you have to go deeper into this one. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, what really blew my mind was um, it was being used to track people's motions and animals' motions by gluing um, table tennis balls to people and animals. And then they would film it. And using that, the still pictures, they would then do like a cell animation drawing over the top to match ah, their, their movements. Those line ones where yeah. they're from um, circle to line. Yep. and they're Okay. Totally. Um, so that was being used to study movement of humans and animals. So was that originally done just in a scientific or yeah. has it always been yeah, in, it was. in an entertainment and, fashion? And then used as entertainment as well Yeah, along the way. And then in the 30s, um, Walt Disney saw it and loved the technology. Gotta love you, Walt. Yeah. And so he actually used it for um, reference points and animating in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh really? Yeah, so they can use the it on dwarves or the. I don't know that fact. I really want to see that fact. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so no offense to little people out there. No, I'm sure <laughs> no, none no, is no, taken. No, none is taken. Yeah, no. So then, um, I have one of you on my shelf. <laughs> oh whoa! <laughs> <laughs> we will get to elves later in the episode. Craig. How did it? How did it work? So so they have like um, imagine a lot of photos showing someone walking. So and like the thing we saw on Polar Express, how they made yeah, it. Yeah, like that. 
So it's talking about the old version of that. So they would put the pictures up there and then they would draw with a clear bit of paper, like tracing, and they would go over the top of it and they'd do lots of them and when they moved them quickly, it would make someone's hand wave up and down or their legs walk. You can do it with like um, if you have a little notepad and you just flick the notepad. Yeah. I'll show you that trick later. We'll take this offline. Yeah, we'll park this one. <laughs> pin. We've put a pin in. So, um later on the the technology then got refined more. Yeah. It was actually used by a director um whose name is Ralph Bakshi. Bakshi? Yeah. Now, when I tell you what Ralph Bakshi's worked on, yeah, to create more lifelike animation, you you'll go, "Whoa." Uh, yeah, so, cuz I feel like I've heard the name before. He was the director and used it for reference points and animation in the Lord of the Rings animated film. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Weird film, man. Other, other films he used it in was Cool World uh, with, with Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt and Kim Basinger. Yeah. Basinger. So, so he used it in that. And again, track their movements using a skin tight suit with lots of balls on it and <laughs> then use the animation... Um, the cell animation style to trace their movements so that would make their movements fluid. Wow, that's awesome. Have you ever watched that Lord of the Rings animated? No, I haven't. It's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's only, it's like, um, it's, I think it's only like a part of the first book. Yeah. Because um, I think they ran out of budget for it. And wow. It's, yeah, I know. It's like, it's it's really interesting to look at. And um, I guess at the time it's, it's a tease. <laughs> it's a tease for the. It's a tease for the um, movie, like you know, the movie to come ahead. But yeah, it's not really that fun. Oh, it's not a fun movie. It's not a, like the Polar that's Express. That's a shame. So then the art of um, it then became more of a digital medium. So they started stopping doing the cell animation, started using it as reference points for digital movements. Yeah. Um, before it became what we know as motion capture, which is oh, cool. Someone wears the suit. And what they film is actually tracked digitally and then makes the animation move at the same time. Okay, cool. Wow. So um, it then started getting picked up. So that was sort of the 70s to the early 90s that Bakshi was using. Man, that's so, right. so Bakshi was one of the pretty much the only guys using this at the yeah, time. Yeah, pretty much. And then, um, and then it was used. Sorry, we're having some signals. Um it was used in later films, um, really used quite um, prevalently in the late 90s mm-hmm. for all the movements and tracking of um, The Mummy with ah. Brendan Fraser. Oh, so, I love that film. So that that movements of The Mummy itself before he becomes human form mm. was actually filmed on set and then digitally removed and put in by the guy who plays. Brilliant, man. So plays if, that. I'm sure if... You, so pretty much Andy Circus would have a picture of this guy on his wall. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, yeah. We, and, we will and get to Circus in a minute. <laughs> jumping ahead. Getting very excited. It was then used, and um, we've talked a few times about Ridley Scott and how amazing a director he is. Yeah. And I'd love to do him one season, Craig, because it was used in Gladiator. And what Ridley Scott did ah. was they used motion capture to do the crowds that were um, in the backgrounds of all the fight scenes. Ah, so okay. they actually digitally had people um, do the the cheering and the the hurrahs around the the stadium, 
So then they could digitally add them in and they'd be lifelike movements as opposed to really fake. Yeah, like where it just looks like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's just just getting the gist (laughs) of it. You're getting the gist of it. You just got to add in the noises. Add in the noises. Come into it. Um, so then Make Jeff feel appreciated That's right That's right <laughs> After 2000 um, It's then really when motion capture was like The world was uh, Awakened to it mm. In the form of Gollum in The Lord of the Rings Awakened Yeah Thank you <laughs> um, yeah. And here's one that I didn't know Craig In 2003 Ang Lee used it in Hulk Really? Yep And Ang Lee was the one who wore the motion capture suit for Hulk. For the Hulk? Yeah. So did he have... Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, because like um, today when you see obviously um, them do it today in the Avengers behind the scenes and stuff, yep. they, they always have to make him as tall as yeah. they want to be. So yeah, yeah. So Ang he, Lee's not a tall dude. No. Nah. So he, I think <laughs> 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 yes, yes, indeed. So then, you know, we start thinking about from Hulk onwards, the motion capture is really used in those um, inserting into live action films. Ah, okay. Used further and really um, Lord of the Rings continues to do it. Then we have like Andy Serkis taking it even further and using it in the Planet of the Apes films, which you know my... Never seen Deep it. Deep love. Okay? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just getting him angry in front of his child. He is. Never seen it. Is. I'm so restrained right now. <laughs> I'm so restrained right now. Craig tries to make me angry, Evie. He's not a kind guy. <laughs> um, hey, you gonna take your seat? Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, stay, chilling out. Stay focused, girl. Stay focused, girl. Have well, a sip actually, of that. I can't really say that to you because we don't stay focused much either. We don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Your time's coming, Evie, but you can join in on this at any time. You can time. join in, yeah. Feel free. She's just happy sitting and listening, are you? Cool. Cool. Yeah, we know you're our biggest fan, though, Evie. Yeah, so. play in my room while you guys are <laughs> <laughs> You have to say that into the microphone. <laughs> we got we got five more minutes and we're going to get to you, okay? So just... Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we haven't even got to your bit yet. You're Just, getting there. We're getting it. Hold, hold on, hold on. We're almost there, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. I think seriously, I love this. I think this is like. Everyone at home is just like, what were they what, thinking? What is going on? So, we're just going <laughs> to rewind. Hollywood. We're going <laughs> to rewind a little bit. And in 1997, a production started on a film made by an Indian uh, production company. Yeah. Called Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Misfits. Oh, okay. okay. And Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Misfits is actually the first full-length animated film in CG using motion capture. Ah. And so they worked on it from 97 through to 2000 when it was actually released. And word had spread through Hollywood that this was happening. Yeah. And they actually sat on it because they wanted to see if it was going to work or not. So they were just letting someone else take the risk pretty, pretty much. much. Who's going to take the risk? Bollywood's going to take the risk. Yeah. God love you, Bollywood. And then... <laughs> In 2001, uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within is released, oh. which really makes people notice that this could be a viable thing. Exactly, exactly. Whilst it's very far from a classic. Yep. And so people have taken notice of it. We get to 2004, Polar Express is released. And then if you really think about it moving on, like Polar Express took something that was doable. Yep. And I think made it 
amazing. Yeah. And then other films are released that then expand on it to an amazing, like, yeah, exactly. I level. think it showed, like you said, it showed the opportunities. Yeah. Showed totally. the opportunities. Where. Okay. You go, you go where, get that and you can come. Where back. it used to be a filler, yeah. like you were saying, originally starting off a filler, it seems like this is what made the studios go, well, with the right artist, we can actually do something here. Yeah, totally. We can actually make dosh off this. Totally. And, like, when you think about. Further CG animated films using motion capture, yeah. like completely ones. You know, Zemeckis has a really good friend and mentor in Steven Spielberg who later comes out and makes Tintin. <laughs> and again, yeah. looks at how it's done, takes it to the next level yep. and makes it amazing. Um, and I'd love to know with Tintin actually how much input Zemeckis had into the film. Because when you really think about the Polar Express... yeah. There is so much that Tintin takes. I think it's ridiculous that how amazing these people are who are just hanging around each other innovating yep. as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, you know, like obviously Peter Jackson's doing tin, did Tintin with um, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yep. Spielberg mentors Zemeckis. Yes, it's at the same. It's the same place that Peter Jackson and James Cameron are working on Avatar. Yeah. It's just a mix of ridiculously yeah. talented people. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? And so I can't see a world where Spielberg would jump into it all animated yeah. without going, hey, Bob, give me a head, heads up. What do I look out <laughs> what, for? Yeah, you what's going to catch me up? <laughs> I know last time we worked, we were pretty high, but this time, you know, we're, we're nice, <laughs> we're sober, we're good. We're living the, we're, we're living the low life, we're married, oh you know, we've got families now. I live next to Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> what's going on because <laughs> I can't remember the rest. And really... <laughs> I remember talking to Crispin Clover, but it wasn't Crispin Clover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just help me out here. Help me out. Help me out. <laughs> oh, gosh. That story for Back to the Future Part 2, like, the more I think about it, and I've oh, listened no. to the episode a few times, the more bonkers it is. It is. Know? It's bonkers, man. Yeah. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's crazy town. Refer so, back to our Back to the Future, guys. Yeah, check it. Back to the Future Part 2 episode. It's actually a really fun one. And um, if you follow us on the social media, there's been some really cool things along the way. I think for that one... We put an ad up for um, a Pizza Hut promotion where they yes. had funky sunglasses to do oh, for our memory zings. So I like, love those ads, man. Yeah, so good. There was another really funny one that I saw on that, Craig, which was people who went into the future in their time machine. <laughs> These two like stoner dudes yeah. because they were starving. Yeah. Get to the future. They pull up out the front of a Domino's and it turns out that it's no longer a pizza shop. It's something else. And they have to ask police <laughs> where they can get pizza. So they go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> Speaking of that, I watched the ads, those Castaway ads. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I watched them again. I just like, I've got it because I was listening, listening back and I was like, I've got to look at that because I haven't watched those. And they're hilarious. So good. They're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make sure because um, we, we do record a few weeks ahead. Uh, we'll make sure we put them online. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Well... When you really think about that, like from Polar Express, we go to, on a tin tin later on down the track. And really, someone who shows how y you can be a master of technology is James Cameron when he releases Avatar. Like, it's it's just mental how good Man, I just remember, like, uh, not to jump onto another movie, and I know Evie's waiting very patiently, yeah, which is real. She is. She's um, taking notes over there. I remember just how nervous everyone was with Avatar. 
Oh, do you remember I, we got invited to a screening yeah. of, of, a, of like 40 minutes of the film? Yeah. And i got to be honest, I was keen to see what Cameron could do. Yep. But I had no idea that it was going to be what he gave. And I think one of the things is look at, looking back on that, and it just reminded me then, people were focusing on the 3D portion of it. Yes. And not the motion capture part yes. of it. You know what I mean? Because remember, that was big at the time. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, just looking back on it now, yeah, the motion capture technology in that movie is phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. totally. Now, um, Evie. Yes. It's it's a time of the podcast that is Craig's absolute favourite. That's my favourite part. And we're going to need your it's help here. It's where we have to sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the bit where we're going to sing. Not, I'm joking. But each episode... Yeah, grab your microphone. That's an important thing to have in your hand right now. Evie's been patiently waiting, people. So what we do is every episode we talk about in the same year that Polar Express comes out or whatever movie we talk about. You cool? Mm. Got to talk in your mic. No one can hear you at home. <laughs> All right. All right. So <laughs> we talk about what movies were released that year. And if it's a movie you like, you tell us, oh, I love that movie. And okay. we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. If you haven't seen it, that's okay. Craig okay. always makes a big mm-hmm. noise or something. So like you that. want to be a Jedi? <laughs> 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 so here we go, guys. 2004 film releases. <laughs> See? See? It's easy. Just bust out any type of music. That's right. You just sing whatever song pops in your head. Just let it go, Eve. Just let it Cupcake. go. Cupcake. Cupcake. Let yep, it cool. go. All right. So in. We've talked before, Craig, about years being vintage years. Yep. 2004 is a crazy good year. <laughs> I love vintage. It's so good. So, the number one box office film for 2004. Hit me. Shrek 2. Oh, I love What do you think of Shrek 2, Evie? Do you really like it? Really good. Really good? What's, yeah. what's something you love about Shrek? He's funny. He's funny? Yeah. Do you think he's a bit gross? <laughs> yeah. I got an email the other day, Jeff and I did, and I got compared to Shrek. <laughs> Were <laughs> <laughs> you better or bad? Oh, you know, I think similar to Shrek. I smell like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Next. It's because I don't clean my ears. Uh, yeah. Craig makes candles out of them. I do. Yeah. Like They're awesome candles. <laughs> I think I gave you one for your Christmas, Evie, and you ate it. I don't have a candle. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ate it. <laughs> All right, the number two film in 2004. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's still one of my favourite of uh, the Potters, except for the last one. I love the last one just because it just I love the last battle. I think I like but the that first is, one. You like the first one? Mm. Yeah, you haven't seen the third one yet. It's a bit scary, isn't it? No, we've watched. I've only one. seen the first one. Yeah, the first one's good times though, isn't it? Yeah. Next I love up, the Potter films. number three, Spider-Man Two, Sam oh. Possibly one of the greatest. Doctor um, Octopus. This is an awesome film. It is awesome Evie. film. <laughs> do you do you think Spider Man's cool, Evie? Not really. Oh, okay. <gasps> Evie, who, go who, to your room. Who would you? <laughs> who would you prefer? Like, okay, yeah, cool. Who would you prefer <laughs> over Spider Man, Evie? Spider Man or Twilight Sparkle? Twilight Sparkle. Okay. For My Little Pony. Oh, thank God. I thought she was saying Twilight. No. How they sparkle. No. I was like, what are you doing? No. What are you doing teaching this kid that type no, of no, stuff? No. <laughs> my Little Pony's all the way, isn't it, Evie? Yeah. Yeah. Number four in 2004, 
The Incredibles. Yeah. yeah. Part two's out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it is. I've only seen a few. I'm allowed to buy I've it. I haven't seen the whole movie, though. Part of two. number one or I number two? I haven't seen the whole movie. Of number one. Mm. Oh, we might really? have to fix that up. Yeah, I have to fix that. Well, That's we can awesome. But I remember seeing a bit of it with Kathy, but then we forgot about it. Oh, I didn't get to finish it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Maybe we could do it for our next family movie night. Yeah. Who's yeah. your favourite character so far? Did you like the little boy or the girl or the mum and dad or the baby? I've seen number two, so I'd say maybe... Have you seen number two? Oh, cool. I went in the movies. Oh! Lot it are. Mm, I would say maybe Violet. Violet. Oh, Violet. Oh, she I is pretty cool. I love cool. Dash. <laughs> <laughs> she is pretty cool, Dash. So number number five is The Passion of the Christ. Oh. That's a movie Evie has <laughs> not seen. You haven't seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a movie you want to see. Even when you turn 18, it's, not, it's, it's an amazing film. Uh, Mel Gibson does an amazing job as always. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, be you religious or not, if anything, you just... <sighs> it's, it's heavy. That's a heavy film, man. Yeah. It's heavy. I've got a Blu-ray, and I usually wa- I watch it every... um Try to watch it every year. And oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Wow. It just makes me appreciate it. Yeah. It makes me appreciate it. I'm one of those idiots who need to be hit over the head to appreciate something sometimes. Yeah. And that makes me appreciate stuff. I can understand that. <laughs> whatever, can understand. Your, whatever your opinion on it. Uh, sixth highest grossing film of 2004 is The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, With Jack Gyllenhaal. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. It was just The weird. big disaster flicks? Well, you know what? It's so funny. You know what I hated the most of it? Is when they started burning the books. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> they burnt books. Exactly, I agree. They burnt books. You should never burn books. Oh. They were they they what's make they make us intelligent. What have we what have we they been reading ignorance. lately, Evie? What's the book we've been reading lately? Can you remember? Treehouse. Oh, we do love the Treehouse <laughs> books. Oh wow! Yeah, we've been reading and through the, the Jungle tre- Book. We've been reading the Jungle Book at the moment. Oh, the original. Yeah, the original. Oh, that's harsh. And we're trying to read the indescribable in. The Bible Kids thing. Yeah, we have been, haven't we? We've had lots of things. L- read lots of books. We do. Awesome. Big shout out to our non-sponsors, Louis Giglio, hook a brother up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Make me feel bad. I've just been reading Carter like... Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, I explain what happens on the page. Boom! Captain America punches him! <laughs> <laughs> also released in 2004, and these are no longer in the box office order. Troy's released. Love Troy. Yeah, you know I do. Same. I love same. that. I love Sword and Sandal epics, man. I love it. Is it over there? It is. Troy it is, is over, over there. there. It is over there. Okay. Also released uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Ooh! Yeah, very cool. It's actually a really cool movie. I think it is. It last is. time I watched it, I remember thinking this is a really cool entry into the zombie. Yeah. It, oh, it is. It is. I think he done it justice. The remake. Yeah. He done the ju- the he remake sure justice. Did. Watching the original. Yeah. You- Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, also released is one of my personal favorites: uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, superb! Uh, Hellboy is released. Wow, there Guillermo we go. Toro. They should release a new photo of the next upcoming one. That looks looks cool. hard, man. Looking, looking good. cool. Looking good. Shaun of the Dead is released. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That took me too long to watch. Oh, that. do you know what? Funny, 
funny little memory of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Evie, when when we have a little memory pop up of a movie that we love, we tell a story about it. Mm. Um, so I got sent. Uh, I was working for a company, uh, one of our non-sponsors. Um, <laughs> thanks for all the pens um, and backpacks and backpacks. <laughs> Um, uh, what they, that Sager? No, mm. don't say the name. You don't don't say, say the name. name. You don't let us say the name. <laughs> We're joking. You can say the name. You it was. Um, so when... Phoenix. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and so... Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we love you, Glenn. <laughs> um, so, so um, I got sent... We got, used to get sent. Craig worked with me as well there. Yes. We used to get sent on familiarization tours, which was you had to learn the product that you were selling. It's a free so vacation. You got on a free Ooh. holiday. And I got sent to Egypt. Ah. And yeah, so, I remember the photos. Yeah, I've showed you the photos. It was very cool. That's where you want to go, isn't it, Evie? Yeah. yeah. Evie's pretty keen I on going go to, to Egypt. Um, so there was, an, there was an evening where uh, we spent four nights on a cruise ship going down the Nile. Ooh. And... Um, I thought, you know what? I'd love to watch a movie. I'm going to put the TV on and just see. So the only movie that was on that <laughs> night was Shaun of the Dead, which oh. I watched with Arabic subtitles while cruising down the Nile. <laughs> so every time I watch it, I just think about like the the subtitles and just how strange a film that was to be watching. I, in a, um, in an I read an interview with Edgar country. Wright and he said that's the um, premium way of watching it. <laughs> that's the best way to I, watch it. I, I often watch Baby Driver with uh, Rick subtitles. <laughs> that's, it. that's that's his target audience. <laughs> so also released is Kill Bill Part 2. Oh, another brilliant film. Napoleon Dynamite. Watched it once. Oh, I, like I love the dance, and obviously, you know, it's very quotable. But I don't know; I've just never watched it. Again. I'm going to be honest; I watched that too many times. That movie, really? Yeah. There oh. was a season like, where it's I not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just one of those films. I guess it just got lost on in the fold for me. Next up, the the Notebook was released. Oh, I've watched that movie more than I've care to admit. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> I watch it, and I've bought it about five times. Whoa! <laughs> They're all used as coasters. So it's just like this. Yeah, yeah, very much like this. The last one I bought was a special Valentine's box that had a notebook notebook in it. Um, It had ribbon around it. I know, it had a book (laughs) of the movie. Now, to everyone out there who needs to know, you don't need to know. (laughs) (laughs) It's my wife's wife's favourite film. So I've watched it. Numerous, numerous times. Keeping on with vintage, uh, the vintage year of 2004, Collateral by Michael Mann is released. Oh. And I love that movie. I do love that film, man. Tom, Cruise, like Tom Cruise as an assassin. Yeah. Just I think you should play it. You should do more of it. Oh, so good. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. We've talked about this. And yeah. we do talk about our love of Sky Captain. <laughs> also released is Saw. Oh, yeah. The and first one? Oddly enough, it's another movie that bro- my wife loves. <laughs> Is so that your Valentine's showing? Notebook. Notebook followed up by Saw. By the Saw. <laughs> yeah, by Saw, man. And seriously, oh, she loves gosh. Saw. And yes, I've seen that. And um, <sighs> also released is one of my all-time favorite movies, Craig, The Aviator. Ah... You just can't go wrong. It's the oh, cap, you know. Caprio, what I mean? Scorsese, Scorsese, Kate just, Blanchett. I oh know, and she was 
brilliant. Oh, I, well, I can't find it. Kate Blanchett is amazing in anything. It's so pretty she? much a given. So they're all they're just a touch of the films that are released in 2004. And there were a few that I left off the list that I'm like, someone's going to be screaming into Man, their phone. must have been at the movies. Hey, I, I feel like this is the reason I never finished my um, degree. Yeah, and I think this <laughs> might have been the reason why we were broke like six to nine months afterwards. We were buying all these on DVD. Because <laughs> I think I own every one of these films. I Except for Napoleon Dynamite. I at one point have owned every one of those films. <laughs> well, there you I go. did go through a time where I sold a whole heap. Where you watch Notebook? Where you bought the Notebook? Oh, actually, I've not bought the Notebook ever before. I've actually never seen the Notebook. <gasps> oh, I'm judge gonna, me I'm all gonna, you I'm, want, I'm gonna, Craig. I'm going to tell your wife. She loves Hallmark movies, and that is the I pinnacle of Hallmark type films. No, oh. she'll love it. You know it. Look at your oh, face. God. Your face. Oh yeah! Boom! I'm going to lend it to you. I'm going to lend it to you. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it, man. You'll love it. All right, so Gosling. It's the gauze. Moving on, Craig. Um, <laughs> look, we've got to get this train moving ahead. Oh, oh yes. Butterbee. Oh, yes, true. All aboard. The Polar Express. Yes. yes. So <laughs> Keep us on track, Evie. Polar Express is the 15th highest grossing film of 2004. Ah. It takes $286 million worldwide. Nothing to be spat at. And when you think about it, though, it had a $165 million budget. Ooh. Yeah, so factor in some marketing, probably operates close to a loss. But it, you would still consider it um, a worthy experiment. Very much so, and a vital one. Yeah, exactly. A one the film industry definitely needed. Yep, totally. It, it totally did. Um, and... I think what it's actually begun, and I thought we'd start with this before we get into the film. When you think Christmas films, yeah. When I talk about people said, "Hey, what what are you recording this week?" It's a nice little question you get asked by people now, yeah. knowing that you're doing the podcast. And I said, "Oh, Polar Express is this week's recording. We just watched that the other day. It's a Christmas. We just watched that Christmas the other day. Film. It's, it's a, a Christmas film. <laughs> and so I think what's really great about it is it's become a Christmas tradition for people." It's almost like for people our age with young kids, mm. you either watch Elf or Polar Express. It'd be interesting to actually look in um, to... I like what, Elf. You like Elf? Elf's a mad show. I love yeah. Elf. Elf's it's very like funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't his name Buddy? His name is Buddy. It is. Like how, look at our dog. Like our dog. Yeah, like your dog. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> and Craig and I once Evie went to see somewhere where the guy who played Buddy the Elf was there and we what? met him. Yeah. 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 And there was a guy in the crowd who dressed up like Buddy the Elf oh. and stood there for hours dressed I like know. Buddy the Elf. Are you good with your headphones? I want to get my pen. You want to get your pen? Well, we're going to talk about the movie for a bit, so you don't need your pen for a little bit. Just get it and then I'll set us up, all right? Fix your headphones up too. You need to get those on properly. Don't put them on backwards like I did last week. Or the week before. <laughs> that was a bit embarrassing. So, um, how embarrassing was it? Oh, Evie, he went all red in the face. I was so embarrassed. I thought, Craig, I don't know if I can do this again. And I almost walked out out of shame. I know. 
Shame. But you know <laughs> we talk- Shame. <laughs> we had to edit that bit out though. I was so I was ashamed. I was like I you was had to like walk that naked little- down the stairs and I had to go Shame Shame No 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 Evie knows that I wear underpants at least. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that little crab in Finding Nemo that can't help cleaning up. And oh, Craig I was like, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> Craig, now that's you, Craig. I'm the little, I'm the little um, shrimp thing that they said no cleaning, and he's like, yeah. I am ashamed. <laughs> that was me. I had my headphones on backwards. I am ashamed. <laughs> um, so now, Evie, some people may not have seen the Polar Express before. Mm-hmm. And usually, at this point of the podcast, we stop, we just let Craig tell us all about what the film's about. But can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Do you reckon for this episode, later on we'll record it and we'll put it in, yeah. you can read for the people at home what the movie's all about? No. No? No! Oh. oh. Can I put my Evie, can I pretend I'm you? Yeah. Hello, I'm Evie. This movie's about a train. Is that good? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, well, no. I'd say something bad, but my dad's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get Craig to do it. How does that sound? No worries. If you change your mind, I'm not offended. Yeah. We'll 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 talk about this offline. Okay. No more board meetings online. <laughs> um, it's becoming a regular feature here. But usually at this point in the episode, Evie, we take a moment, we stop. Craig tells us what it's all about. So in case people are at home thinking, oh, i got no idea what this movie's about, this Polar Express, um, well, I wish I knew about it before I listened on to the episode. Yep. So here's what we're going to do, Evie. We're going to take a moment. We're just going to stop. Craig's going to tell us all about it, and then we'll start back into finding okay. out about it. Okay, is that cool with you? Yep. Wicked. All right, so Craig, let's just find out about it. Robert Zemeckis' first feature-length journey into animation begins with this Christmas tale. A young boy starts to doubt Christmas, so he's invited on a magical train ride on the Polar Express with Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. You will journey to the North Pole and you will learn to believe. <laughs> all right, Craig. Thank you so much for that. That's um, all right, mate. I'm that here was to awesome. Play. Thank you. And if it was me or if it was Evie. Yeah, and look, if it's you, Evie, great job. Great You're job. You're doing great. Doing great. Actually, you know what, Evie? You are doing great. You are You're doing actually. great today Thank in the episode. You. You're doing awesome. I like that you're taking notes over there. We mm. might be able to auction these off to some people. Not really. What have you wrote? Your name. Yeah. Good. Oh, cool. Writing. Work on that signature. People are going to be asking for it after this episode. Exactly. You'll be famous. Yeah. I get stopped in the street. Craig does. He's usually getting... by the police, though. <laughs> 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 All right. So, guys, Evie, this is a part where we usually talk about what we thought about the film and oh. things like that. Okay. But before, we like to talk about how long it's been since we've seen the movie. So, Craig, how long has it been since um, you watched Polar Express? Never seen it. You'd never seen it. Never seen it. Oh wow! Never saw it. It was my first. It was my first viewing with my son Carter. Wowzers! So not only did you watch it for the first time, you shared it with someone who. Yep. Probably the uh, the magic of Santa Claus exactly. is alive and well. And Brooke, obviously, because yeah. she's 
on board with this whole with the whole podcast. She wants to watch every movie. Yeah, I love it. My wife's the same. Can't She's wait to force her to watch. It. Hey, Evie, <laughs> do you reckon we could just um, stop drawing for a little bit and then we'll yeah. talk? So just pop your notepad down and we'll do this. Cool. I'm trying to think of signature. Oh, well, we'll think about that afterwards. This is You're going to be talking lots now, okay? But I thought of one. Did you? Oh, that's okay. You it's can show easy, me later. please. Just do it now and then we can do it. So, Craig, you know, for... Seeing as though you didn't see, hadn't seen the film before, what were you expecting before, like before watching it? Oh, it was weird. Um, prior to this podcast, yeah, I never wanted to watch it. Odd, okay. I know it's odd. It just wasn't a movie that was just wasn't on my radar. Yeah, yeah. I knew its importance. I knew it was an experiment in filmmaking. In essence, um, I just like. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't yeah, really, you yeah. know, if I don't really have a need to. Um, obviously, more excited as we started coming to the podcast because I wanted to see what Robert Zemeckis did. Yeah. And then, bang, saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, I, was, I don't know. I just, what I expected was, I think I got more than I expected. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think that's a fair fair statement. Um, for me, I can't remember the last time I saw it. Hey, um, I could look it up. Yeah, um, you could look it up, Mister Rusey. And it's it has been watched in the last seven years. But what I realised really quickly while watching the film was that what I don't think I'd ever actually paid attention while watching it. So yeah. you know how sometimes you put a movie on. Yeah. Maybe it's for your kids. Maybe it's to keep. Yeah. Your wife happy because yep, she loves exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I still don't know how the notebook ends. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does he, uh, from what I've heard. But, um, you know, like, I don't think that I'd watched it enough to take in all the things that happened. I knew yeah. about the bell. I knew there was a train. I knew there were some kids that are going to refine the magic of Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um, but... I honestly, it was like I was watching it for the first time. Yeah. So, Evie, when was the last time you watched um, Polar Express? Rather than just yesterday, it was a very long time ago. Very long time ago. So but I remember a few parts, like when the train scattered. And yes, that. yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Cool. But, like, what did you expect of the movie? Like, when you were, say we were sitting down to watch it, we watched uh, we watched half last night, and then we got a bit tired and had to go to bed and yeah. watch the rest today. After Evie went to a pool party, shout oh. out shout out to Amelia for a sick pool party today, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so good eating chicken nuggets, life. getting dunked by the giant bucket at Lambton Pool. Oh. I was laying down on my back and it got so heavy in my head. Yeah, I'll bet <laughs> it did. So, what what did you expect, Evie? Like, were you expecting a fun movie? Or a sad movie, or lots of laughing. I was expecting like a sad and happy movie. Yeah, okay. Because like they help out and it's happy at the end, and it's yeah. like sad when he loses the bell. Yeah, it is sad when he loses the bell. And True. it's a bit scary because like when the scatter. Yeah. On the ice and it breaks. Yeah, yeah. But they just made it. They did, didn't they? That was, was cool. It was very, very cool. Um, well, I think, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think it's mixed with lots of things. Mixed with lots of things. Mm. It's it, yeah, it's a film I regret not watching when it first came out. Yeah, I I would have to hundred percent agree with because that. Hey, Craig, you can see a lot of it is aimed at a movie going audience. Yes, man. you needed a theatre. You needed your three D glasses on. Yeah, and you would have enjoyed like some of the scenes in it. You just go, dang it, man! I wish I saw you know like the the snow. Um, on the ice, the, yes. the train on the ice, or or even just you know when they're going up the um, big roller coaster type thing and they're standing oh, on, the, they're and they're tied themselves at the front of the train and they've tied themselves in. Yep. Yeah. Well, on when they tied themselves. Remember in. when they were at the front of the train and they were going over the ice and he like held onto the bar. Yeah. Or, yeah. or or the time he loses the ticket. Yeah. That is a brilliant scene. Remember he loses the ticket and flies out. Yeah. And then, and then, then he catches it. Yeah, but you see the bird come, the bird yes. grabs it and it flies through the air. And, and it then does it no goes good. back a bit and then comes back to it again. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It gets like yeah, brilliant. And that would be so great to good. see in 3D. Yeah, I actually felt like... Oh. I really wanted to do 3D at first. You did, and you said you? maybe after the podcast we could yeah, do it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back and revisit some scenes. We've got a it's a 3D 2D Blu-ray copy. Oh, yeah. cool! And so um, and we have 3D glasses. We do have, have 3D, 3D glasses. glasses. Oh, cool. So we'll we'll check that out a bit this afternoon um, to see how that goes. I really wanted I wanted us to watch the film. Without the distraction of 3D, because I Makes couldn't sense. remember if the film was released initially in 2D with 3D a post thing. Oh, yeah. Or if it was released. Oh, it'd have to be. It was actually released as a 2D film. Oh, wow. And there you, you could go. watch it in 3D in IMAX. It just seemed so. It just seemed aimed at a 3D audience, well, some parts of it. If you think about like it. Just some sections like an add on. Yes, which I actually have that note, which is I'd wrote an article. Oh, which episode was it for? Out. Maybe the first, it might have been the first um, Back to the Future I wrote an article yeah. on the website, which talked about Zemeckis' use of technology not betraying story in order to do it. Yeah. And I used 3D as an example, which is Monsters vs. Aliens. And Evie likes the Monsters vs. Aliens movie, don't you? Have I seen it? Yeah, yeah. You know, the one with the funny blue blob. Oh, yeah, and the one. lady that becomes gigantic. Yeah. I'm that blob. <laughs> 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 the, there's scenes in that that you can tell are gimmicked to trick people to watch it in 3D. Yeah, definitely. So a scene where the paddle ball's going... Dunk, yeah, dunk, exactly. Dunk, 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 and like when they see the blob, it would be funny. When the eyeball pops out, because it would be like... Whoop. Yeah, it would <laughs> totally be like that, wouldn't it? And so, um, so there were moments in this when that happened, and I was like... Oh, it feels added on. It feels like something Zemeckis wouldn't do. Yeah. But then when you hear it was released in IMAX, those scenes make sense because they actually, most IMAX films, have those moments that go over like a roller coaster. Remember those, Evie, where it looked like you were on a roller coaster? Yeah. And the train went down the tracks and you were like, ooh, my belly. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And they, had the proper, and they had the proper 3D gear at IMAX. Yes. They had the full headsets. Yeah. Remember those? And they were... Because IMAX was renowned for its 3D documentaries, the <laughs> dinosaurs yeah. and all those types of things. So I yeah. like dinosaurs. Do you? What's I your favourite? What's your favourite dinosaur? Um, Octomosaurus. Oh, <laughs> really? Is that the one that's underwater? With oh the big eye. yeah, with the big eyes. Mine's a Kragosaurus. Kragosaurus. <laughs> we we've got a dinosaur it's, in our house, don't muscly. we, Evie? What one? 
The Ticklesaurus Rex. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you start tickling Jeopardy, you just start going. <laughs> 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 I'll we just sit here enjoying the moment. Oh, he's so ticklish. We got a rule, don't we, Evie? What's the rule? This is awesome. Evie is tickling Jess fit. What's the rule about in public? No tickling in public. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? But you tickled me in public and I said, Dad. Oh, it's because yeah, yeah, I just... Dads are allowed to. I do it to Carter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just forget sometimes. Carter and I have a rule like that. He's not allowed to pull my pants down in public. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. He went through this weird phase where he just started dacking me. Does that at <laughs> home? I'd be at home. I'd, seriously, I this is why I don't do it to him anymore. I don't pull his pants down. I don't do it to him because we just be at home and I'd give Brooke a hug and he'd come behind me and go whoosh. And I'd just be there just with my pants down. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, this isn't fun. And Carter just run up because <laughs> <laughs> Carter's evil. My son's evil. Um, and yeah, and so we made a rule that you never do that to dad in public. Never do that to dad in public. So I just stopped doing it because I just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, was just a, it was something that I did once to him and it just turned into a horrible thing. I have the <laughs> best daxing story ever, but I can't share it right now due to present company. I'm sorry. But uh, maybe we've talked about before. <laughs> Do it. If After pe- dark. <laughs> if people want, we... Uh, I've had this little idea. Can I run an idea by you, Craig? Oh, online board meeting. We need a, like a theme song. Board meeting. What can I do? What a way to make a living. Do you think Craig could have a professional career in singing, Evie? I have a beautiful voice, don't I? You do? You do? What do you think his greatest trait is in... What's the best bit about his singing? My jelly belly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, put the mic up so we can hear. We don't need to hear you agreeing about my jelly belly. But the thought I had is for our last episode. Jelly belly. Jelly belly. So our last episode. Jelly belly cupcake. Jelly belly cupcake. That's our hashtag for this week. Jelly belly cupcake. Jelly belly cupcake. So. The, the last episode we're going to watch, not during the episode, beforehand we're going to watch the first film and Zemeckis' last film. Yep. Talk about his journey from start to finish. Yep. But I thought what would be really cool is if we start making a little notes on what we wish we'd talked about. Yeah, So we cool. could discuss that. In are we going to put the weasels in there? Well, the weasels are on the list because <laughs> we're always upset we didn't talk about weasels oh, enough. What do you mean weasels? In a movie called Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm? the bad guys are weasels. Yeah, yeah. Animals. and they're funny, and, and they laugh funny. themselves to death. And we didn't like get the to hyena, <laughs> sort yeah, of like yeah, hyenas yeah, in Lion King. Awesome. So, um, so the one that always laughs. Put it up to your mouth. We can't. The one that always laughs. Yeah, they are funny. They are funny. They? So I thought we could do that. But another thing I thought um, that we could do is if people want on the social media, if ever there's a story that we started talking. And you really wanted to hear, and we didn't finish. (laughs) Let us know because we will go there and we'll talk about it. The Madagascar premiere, yeah, the Madagascar premiere, or the infamous pantsing story that I couldn't share. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I really thought, and I guess this is a really good segue, Craig, into what has probably been described as the downfall to um, the motion capture years of Robert Zemeckis. Cupcake. 
cupcakes. No. <laughs> um, so They're my downfall. <laughs> same as me. That and KFC. Okay. Yeah, we they created know. my jelly belly. So what was considered the downfall of, <laughs> and Craig's been quite vocal on it on the podcast in the past as well. Hey, you need to sit down because you're stepping on stuff, yeah? Okay. Sorry, that was my dad voice for all. Yeah, that was your dad voice. That was awesome. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a dad voice. Are you listening, Carter? Mate, you need to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to sit still. We real have dad voice because we're going to talk about a few things. But you're doing so good, Evie. You're doing awesome, Evie. <laughs> hey, everyone at home, if you think Evie's doing great right now, let's give her a big cheer. I can hear it. I can hear the Facebook thumbs up all going through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something that's really come up um, a lot when we talk about motion capture, Craig's described as the <laughs> dead eye. <laughs> I love the dead eyes. <laughs> the dead eyes. And I won't lie, the second I saw this film, the dead <laughs> eyes hit me hard. Yeah. Like, What's the dead eyes? So... Yeah, um, great question, Evie. Great so, question. You know when you watch the movie and their eyes seem do their eyes seem a bit weird to you when you're watching a movie? No. Okay, well that's that just destroys that. <laughs> All right, done. All right, next topic. <laughs> well, in my opinion, so there's a little thing where the eyes they just seem a bit odd to me. Mm. Uh, they just seem a bit weird. So if you watch your your Pixar films and all those types of films, you see the eyes are always very different. But in this film it just seems especially when you first see the girl. Yes, the the girl is a problem throughout the film. I think. Yeah, so it it's hers eyes are the ones that you don't actually seem to, and I don't think it's so much as the eyes, and it's weird. It's the surrounding of the eyes. Do you know I what? I like her though. You, yeah, you she's do? awesome. You she's like an her? awesome character. Yeah, and when you first see her, and she's shuffling on a seat, and she's moving back, and she's she's saying, "Hey, you're on the Polar Express," and all that, but the expression. It's around her eyes. Like you don't see, you know, her eyelids. You don't see the parts there and there, and stuff like that. It doesn't. It doesn't come across. It comes across scary to me. I yeah. got scared. Did you get scared, Evie? No. Okay. When I saw it, it looked weird, but I yeah. still like her. I, sh- I shivered so much, I got ripples through my jelly belly. <laughs> Cupcake jelly jelly yeah, my cupcake jelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's funny you mention it, Craig, because that's actually the note that I wrote as well. Yeah. Which, which is, it's not dead eyes. The eyes are actually the most realistic thing. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realise it until um, watching it. I got it all wrong. And, and so what it is, is the dead eyes is the thing that people are drawn to. And that's because they're so lifelike. But what's not is the rest of the surrounding. Yeah. So when you think about a film like, the Incredibles, Evie. Yeah. Um, Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2, Incredibles 1. Actually, most things we Pixar are in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what they do really well is they cartoonify the eyes. Yeah. What is cartoonify? So yeah. instead of making it look real, they make it look like they're cartoony faces. Oh. You know, like Woody and Buzz. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, they're funny. You got a friend in me. Yeah, yeah we got a singing. Beautiful you got voice. A friend, friend in, in me. me. I got in trouble. You did too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. High five awesome. to the sing along. Yes, I, I love, love it. it. Love it. Welcome to the club. Yeah, she's now we part sing, of the podcast. We sing every week. Do you know Thank who you wouldn't bro- sing on the podcast? Who? John. John. <laughs> John wouldn't sing. And he's a singer. Now, no, he's not actually. Oh, is he? He refuses to sing, Craig. <gasps> I know. I'm upset with John. 
He's no longer yeah. allowed to sit at my feet. Johnny, come back. Johnny, come back. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's just going to be his name for now. So what is Keith with you your knees What was that? What is Keith came here? Keith can have a good sing. Shout out to Keith. He's got a lovely singing voice. I don't know you are, my Keith. My father-in-law. Oh, cool. I was just thinking maybe I'll be talking about Keith Richards. No. Because <laughs> like, he my doesn't sing either. Well, step oh, grandpa. Okay, that's cool. right. So it sort of leads down this track of what they did was they made elements that were really real. Yeah. And I think what unsettles people is that it's so real that because it quite hasn't quite got there, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. It's just off. It is. It's just a little bit off. And I, and, and I think it's perfect. And I think what makes it so odd, and especially with, um, like we are saying, with that girl, like you were saying, is, is, yeah. is the fact that around it looks perfect. You know, not, not perfect. Look, around it looks good. Yeah. Looks very good. You we've, Once again, you've got to put it in its time frame. Yeah. You know, like now even game cinematic cut scenes in between oh, games man. are better than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And oh, it's just, great. It's How a, it's, good is it? Uh, I barely got it out of the camp because yeah. I just haven't had the time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, but it's How awesome. good yeah, is it? I know. It's amazing. And, but, um, but seeing the eyes... You know, it's basically, it's just because around the eyes weren't done as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, I'm really interested to see in our next film, which is Beowulf, just to what extent that um, that goes. Yeah, I think Beowulf, from memory, Beowulf reminds me of, is actually a bit better. Like, it actually works a bit better. Yeah. Like, um, I think... Oh, well, oh, look, seriously, it's so weird. I, I just I can't wait to see it again, just so oh. I can so I can see it from these from this view. I've got to admit, like Beowulf itself, and we'll talk about it a bit more towards the end of the episode when we do the the wrap up. Yeah, but Beowulf, I can't believe how excited I've been for at least five weeks to get to Beowulf. Can't wait! I can't. It's wait. crazy, isn't it? I can't it? wait just to hear Ray Winston. Monster, <laughs> <laughs> and mm. and um, the return of Mr. Crispin Glover. Oh yeah! Now, oh yeah! Can we just talk returning of past um, stars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna go where I think you're gonna go? <laughs> Please go there. Oh, Please Eugene go there. from I want to hold your hand. Eugene's not his real name. I, I, know. Know. I don't know. Oh. What he's Eddie something. Oh yeah, well, uh, Eddie. I hate you. The know-it-all kid. As soon as he opened his mouth, I was like. He's back. He's back. Craig's, <laughs> Craig's going to have problems with this. Oh, second I heard it, I went, oh, throw this kid off the train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to hear it. And he was naughty. Yep. He, was, he was naughty. He I was very... Even, so what, what did you think, Evie, of the um, boy who was a bit of a know-it-all? The one with the glasses. Um, the one who opened his presents before he... he well, he yeah. was allowed to get him. He opened his presence in Santa's sack. I think he was mean. He wasn't very nice, he, was yeah, he? he wasn't very nice, was he? And, and well, he had a ticket with an LE and it, it said learn at the end. Yeah, it yeah, did because exactly. he needed to stop and learn some things, didn't but he? But he thought it said leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he needed to check himself. He did need to check himself before he wrecked himself. While we're on the ticket topic, how <laughs> fun was it? <laughs> Every time that he punched the holes, like, <laughs> and all those bits, I loved the bit where, like, they're all, like, flying into the kid's face, and he's like, <laughs> did you like that bit, Evie? Yeah. yeah. And he was, his ticket was Believe. It was Believe, and I loved that it was Believe. I love that um, 
Zemeckis humour throughout the film. Yeah, same. And I think it was brought in in some aspects. It's very Tom Hanks humour as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think that's why they're such a good match. Yeah. And I think that's why Hanks is such a good match with Spielberg yeah. as well. It's that childlike humour. Yeah. That you just, I don't care whoever it is, you can, it's not, it's just you laugh, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. You just get a, you get it, you go. <laughs> it's you know? beautiful. It's charming. It's 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 something special, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. Let me raise a thing though. Is yeah. It, like, what was what did everyone think about the homeless guy on the top? On the oh, train? that's interesting. What did you think about that, Evie? The guy who lived what on the top of the train. What did you think about the the, the ghost, the hobo man that was on the fire and he played the the little guitar and kept wanting to drink. He drank the sock juice. Yeah, drank the juice. Gross. That gross. was pretty gross. It what was did gross. What did you think of that man, though? Did you think he was scary? Not really. But at one point when I first saw him, I was like, he's got to take that ticket. Yes, that's what I thought, too. I thought he was going to be um, the bad guy of the film. Yeah. But he wasn't. He it's more that kid that knows it all. It's more the kid that knows it all. Yeah, you thought yeah. the kid that knows it all is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. The hobo was interesting, wasn't he? And I think I it like how he's like a ghost. Yeah, yeah how he sort of disappeared sometimes, like mm. when they hit the tunnel, and he was like, but he wasn't snow. bad. Yeah, he wasn't, was he? But he, he almost, but he tested. Do you think there was? See, I don't know him. the journey for Zemeckis. Yeah, but I kept seeing little sections. It's almost like he was making his version of a Christmas Carol. Exactly. And then realise, why don't I just do the real thing? It's almost like um, there's a bigger myth around that yeah. character that I don't know. Yep, you know totally. What I, mean? like, I um, really like how they showed how they made it at the start. Well, we watched some of that, didn't we? Yeah. The how to make it. We should watch some more of it. Do you think um, we have a Facebook page for the podcast, Evie? And sometimes we put things up for people to watch. Do you think we should put some of that up so people can see how they made the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it might be a good thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because it was one of those, especially him. You just real, you just thought that it was a snapshot of a character that was meant to be bigger. Yeah, or there's something, there's something about him that I we missed a, something. Yeah, there's there. a pop culture reference, or there's yeah. a reference within literature to who this character is. I just because he seemed at first like the one who was going to test him. Yes, the one who said, "Look, you don't have to believe." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was almost the. Um, but or then, be a guide. Yeah, or you be know, a, like yeah, exactly. That, that sort of walks him through some... And he was, I guess in a sense, he was a guide. Well, he, he held him, he saved him when they were trying to... Fall. Remember, they were almost falling off the train? And yeah. he, he grabbed him. the little boy in the back. And he also threw him down the back before he reached the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, a, he was a guide. I do like the idea of if there was a train that was travelling, because the movie's set in the 50s. Yeah. So, it is a time when rail car hobos were a thing. Yeah, and that um, and rail car hobos, man, no, in the real world, is nowhere near romantic. No, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. I've read some horrible things about them, but I won't say it with uh, obviously current guests. Yeah, current <laughs> current guests just taking a short uh, sabbatical. Um, awesome, she's out of the room. Yeah. They used to rape each other all the time. <laughs> 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 I should. No, I'm just laughing at the fact that that came out, not the fact that it happened. That's terrible. Um, oh. Seriously, I read. Uh, I was reading about this serial killer named Ed Pansram, 
and he was he was one of the, he was a mad hobo, and basically just they just yeah, it was a whole culture that if if you were ever gonna be um a rail car hobo, you're gonna at least get raped once in your life. Holy Moses. That's I horrible. I know, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. Quick. Oh, I heard the toilet flush. She's <laughs> coming back in. <laughs> her her rider right. has been green tea and water. And so Santa. <laughs> so, well, let's talk Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, let's talk Tom Hanks. I loved his accent. I loved, oh, I loved his hobo. voice with the hobo. Yes, yeah, so was good, wasn't awesome, it? awesome, man. And, and we talked about in Castaway the fact that Tom Hanks has this emotive voice in which... He can tell so much story just with his voice. Yeah, exactly. He was and, brilliant. And so the hobo, here's what I thought up was going to happen in Polar Express. Yeah. I knew that the same person was going to be Santa Claus. So, yeah. Evie, we're talking about the same person who's the conductor in real life. Talk in your mic so we can hear. Yeah. Um, the same person that's the conductor was also the hobo guy with the sitting on the fire drinking the sock juice. How was he both of them? It's the same, same man doing the voice oh. in real life. You know how we saw them pretending to be it and they, they were doing the voices? Yeah. And then he was also Santa. Yeah. And. So he's three characters. Three ca- well, he's yeah. actually four. What? He oh, yeah, he's the dad. He's the and da- he's the boy. And he's the boy. And so he does the well, little not boy. the boy. Not the, the boy. Voice. The he voice does the movements over. of the boys. The guy the tells the story. Yeah. But he's the. Um, they also got the young boy, the movements. Yeah. Was Josh Hutchison before he was an actor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so there, there you go. go. Um, but there was a part of me that was expecting after I got that connection, and there's another Christmas Carol connection, which is the Ebenezer Scrooge puppet. Yeah. That, that comes out. And did the puppet. Uncle Scrooge? No, not Uncle Scrooge from DuckTales. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do like DuckTales in the Reed House, don't we? DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. Woo woo. So, was it. What did you think about that time, Evie? Where. Remember he was showing all the old toys in the train carriage? Yeah. And, and all, like. All that the guy was freaking him out. Yeah. Was it a bit scary? Yeah, because I. Didn't know he was controlling it. I thought yeah. it was the conductor because oh. he, he was trying to prank him. Oh, you thought he was trying to prank him. Oh, I bet it was the hobo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what what do you reckon, Evie, was the scariest bit of the movie? Mm. I think when the know-it-all grabs his foot. Oh, yes, when they're in the Santa sack ah. and they're trying to get Billy. Yeah, yeah. And then that hand came out and grabbed him on the ankle and wouldn't let him go. That was a bit scary, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, what's going to happen? Is he going to go where? Yeah. Did you think he was going to get pulled down into the presence? Yeah, because I hadn't seen it for a long time, so I thought he was going to get pulled <laughs> down. Oh. Yeah, I think I was a bit scared at that moment. I was like, whoa, this is going to get pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah, same. I look. I mine and was. And like when he lose the bell, I thought that might have been really special to him. Yeah, that yeah. was a sad moment. For that me. was sad. That wasn't was a mad, it? sad moment when he lost the bell. Evie asked me, "Which pocket's got the hole in it, Dad?" Oh, Carter spotted that. Oh, straight away. Clever. I know. 
I was like, man, this kid's awesome. Put the bill in his pocket and Carter goes, that's going to fall out because he's got a tear in the pocket. I thought that as well. Carter, I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that that might happen, but then I didn't think that he was actually in that pocket. Yeah, yeah. Poor little guy. Now there's some elf who's got Santa's bell. No, it gave he gave, gave it oh, back. He? at the end. Oh, did he? Did you watch the end of the present. movie, Craig? Yeah, but I thought it was just a different bell. It no. was in a present. He even had a letter he from said, Santa. He ah. said, I found this at the edge of the sleigh. Ah, there yeah. you go. And it said, Mr. C. There you go. I wasn't paying attention to that Mr. moment. C. Yeah, good work, Evie. You are nailing it, You're girlfriend. on the ball. Yeah. Well done. I was Great. paying attention while I was even drawing a Thing. Oh, yeah. God. Evie drew, drew a great picture of the Polar Express train. It's downstairs. Can I get D- it? Downstairs. No, how about this? After the podcast, I'll take a photo, and if it's all right with you, I'll put it up when we put the episode up so everyone can yeah. see the picture you drew. How does ah, that sound? That'll be awesome. And then you can colour it in if you want. Yeah. Sound good? And to scare people, I'll get take a photo of Santa that my son Carter drew, and it doesn't look like Santa. Oh, goodness. No. And, it looks more like and Krampus. You can, and you He's can got put claws. It on, you can put it on the top of the train. Oh, oh no. no, no, too, no, no. Not this, with the Polar Express. This one's too scary. It's more like, you know, just some schizophrenic drew it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know the little boy... Can we talk about the little boy Billy for a bit? Is that okay? Yeah, like when he grabbed the present. When he grabbed the present, that's right. So, the address that Billy has... Um, to go home to, so his home address yeah. that they, they say, that was actually Robert Zemeckis's childhood home. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. it was the guy who did that one. Who made the movie, the director of the movie. Oh. That's the address he grew up in as a little boy. That's awesome. So What's his name, Billy? No, it's probably Bobby. It's Bobby. Back in the day. Bobby Z. So, um, yeah, but what I really loved about the film... If I was to sum up the movie in one thing, and we're not wrapping up here, we've still got plenty of time to go. Cool. But what I was taken aback in watching the film was just how magical it was. I was surprised on how magical it was. Yeah. Like, I I wanted to watch it through, you know, Zemeckis' eyes, but I ended up watching it with my son. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it just turned into a whole new world where... Um, Carter's eyes were just amazed at everything that was happening. So seeing the, the train, because obviously boys love trains, seeing the um, almost crash on the ice, seeing all the presents, seeing um, Santa's sleigh and the bells. Carter yeah. was just in a magical world, and he loved it. And so we basically, we're still playing on it now. It's, it's so good, isn't it? Seriously, yeah, we're still playing on it now, man. It's, it's, it's a big winner at our house. Uh, I, I actually think... Um I think it's going to be a winner in this house as well. Uh, I think it'll be a film that'll be watched every yeah, year. Yeah, I think that's going to be our um, tradition too. As a, Christian, uh, a Christmas tradition. Uh, it was me putting it together into one big word. Yep. Uh, Chris tradition. Yep, Chris tradition. Um, Chris tradition. <laughs> 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 thanks, thanks for being Craig in the episode, Evie, and picking me up on when I don't talk properly. Um so, <laughs> like cupcake jelly belly. Yeah, cupcake jelly belly. It's Hashtag. it's catching on. It's catching on. So, listen, we've got a hard out with Evie. We can keep talking, Craig. I think I think Evie, you're feeling like you've sort of reached the end of doing the episode, haven't you? Yes. You've had enough. 
Mm-hmm. Are you okay. quitting? <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll uh, we might do a little thanks to Evie for being on the episode. Before you go though, Evie, mm? tell us, did you enjoy the movie? Yes, I enjoyed it very much. I can't wait to see the 3D this afternoon. Oh, Ooh, yes. That'll be awesome. And, and um, we always ask our guests, Evie, when they're on, um, do you have any Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Where can people find you online? On my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play on your iPad? Puzzles. Do you have, Puzzles. Do you yeah, have any bands or anything that you want to give a shout out to? Who's, who's your favourite music singer? at the moment? Daniel Johns. Daniel Johns. Daniel Johns. Oh, God. And Queen. And Queen. And Queen. She's Good liking Queen girl. at the moment. But, Freddie but, Mercury. But Freddie's died, so I can't give him a shout out. Oh, you, you can. give him a we shout can. out. Give him a shout out. So just give a shout out to Freddie Mercury. I can't. Oh. Give me the So, well, hey, Evie, we've loved having you on the podcast. It's been awesome. I hope you've had a good time. Yes, I have. Oh, that's good. And um, we're, we're excited to have you here. And thanks for everything you've said about the, the movie. I think it's been very helpful. Hey, when's the next, next kids movie that you do? Hmm. Oh, I don't know how many more kids movies <sighs> there are. You're talking about Beowulf, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there are any more in this season. This is pretty much his kiddest movie. His kiddiest <sighs> movie. The other one's all a bit... Bit, bit but we'll have other. Like, there's there's like the other a people more that PG ones. yeah more PG ones. Or other like directors the will have. There'll be more. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe on season two. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Maybe season two. Actually, there is one that I know is one of Evie's favorite movies on awesome. season two. What we can't tell you on the microphones because <laughs> it'll spoil you. it for everyone else. Everyone doesn't know. Well, you can. I can't no, no, putting your microphone down doesn't change yeah, it. They're, they're, they're sneaky, Evie. They're they'll sneaky people. Yeah. They can, they'll hear they it. They won't. They hear it. Have you got, have you got any last... Yeah, they'll hear that. Yeah, Trust you can me. hear it on mine. Trust <laughs> me. Um, have you got any last words for our listeners out there as you end the episode? Cupcake. <laughs> Cupcake. <laughs> jelly belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to say it with emphasis. Cupcake. Jelly belly. Cupcake <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Can you can you give us one last thing for, for Craig's sake? Can Cup I get you to say one last thing? <laughs> can you just say El Guapo? No. Ah. <laughs> I can say cupcake. Okay, thank okay, you. Cool. Happy with cupcake jelly belly. Well, thanks for being on Evie. We <laughs> love having jelly belly. We've <laughs> we've loved having you on here. Now, Cupcake squishy. Cupcake squishy. Very <laughs> nice. So thanks for being on, Evie. And um, we hope you had a good time. Yes, I did. Cool. And cool. Uh, we're going to keep chatting. Is that all right with you? Yeah. And I'll right. hang out with Kathy. You hang out with Kathy Lee. She'll love that. And um, so thanks for being on, Evie. Thank you for having me. You're oh, welcome. Awesome manners. All right, my boy would already be gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, wait. Oh, never mind. (laughs) You go have fun, gorgeous girl. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you just leave it on the chair. Anywhere you like. Ow, tip it on my foot. What you doing, lady? (laughs) Thank you, Evie. All right. So, when you head out, Evie, can you just shut the door for us? Is that cool?
No! <laughs> no, I'm not like that. Why, why, why am I the evil one? I'm the, I'm the nice one. I'm the nice one. Your dad's the one who says bad things. <laughs> oh, bad I do things. not. Bad things. I'd... Bad things about special dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Evie. Thanks, Evie girl. Whew, all right, now Evie's got another joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks at home for uh, for being a part of this uh, little experiment into. Oh look, I think work, it was good working with kids, <laughs> kids and animals. Look, awesome. I think it was good. We're, we're going to kick on. We've we've still got a little bit to talk about. So, um, I I really wanted to talk to you, Craig. Um, I'll just quickly get back to the uh, to the magical nature of it. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, so. The film itself, I had no idea how magical it was going to be. And it actually, something I love that's happened along the way with Zemeckis' films is the fact that um, I intend to sit there and take lots of notes. Yeah. And then I'm so caught up in the film that I absolutely just lose myself in it. And (laughs) this was again like, I was like, I've been bagging on, like really, I hadn't, I was like you. I didn't want to watch Polar Express. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't um, want to. I was just like, this is going to be a Christmas movie. Christmas movies are always lame. Yeah, it's going to be one of those Netflix Christmas movies yep. that they've just put on because the copyright was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? The 100%. ones that, that are in the bottom of the... Oh, it's Christmas. You might like to watch. <laughs> and you're yep. like, oh, God. Totally. Oh, hey there, <laughs> Evie. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for another cupcake. Um, <laughs> so, but then as I'm watching, I'm realizing this is like insanely magical. It is. Um, just like what I started realizing, and this is something that I, I, as I'm watching it, there were all these elements popping up in the film from the moment, from the moment the hot chocolate scene came on. I know. And the hot chocolate scene happens and it's like, Kathy said it best. She's like, I feel like this needs to be live action and just one of those old school, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, White Christmas, the, the yeah, old... Bing Crosby of, films. Yeah, like one of those where the dance scenes happen and there's just like, there was that magic element just to the film. Yeah, exactly. And I think it goes to show... Um, once again, the stupidity of us for underestimating this man. Yes, because um, what we learn, I know, because he's able to bring the magic to every film. Yeah, totally. every film. There's a scene at least of just pure magic and honest magic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, the, you, you can tell the guy has. You can see his sensibility is so much like Spielberg's. Yes, you know what I mean. He he has that. Yes, he has a bit more darkness than Spielberg. Yeah. Um, but he has that beautiful sensibility of just, he has that childlike wonder that he instills in every single yeah. one of his movies. Yeah. And like we can, in the past we've talked about, and we've been like, well, maybe that's the script. Yeah. Or maybe that's this. Zemeckis wrote the script to this. Wow. Okay. With William Broyles Jr. Who oh, yeah. did Castaway, previous works also been Apollo 13, um, Entrapment things like that. Oh, so, great film in Trump. So, well, Oscar winner, that one. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is Zemeckis really, again, pouring himself into a film. Yeah. Um, but what I started realising, Craig, is 
that there were little moments throughout the film that I could say, oh, there's a Back to the Future moment. Or there's a... Um, I'll read a couple out. Yeah, yeah, go so, for it, go for it, go for it. Um, so I'm sitting watching the film and I go, the ticket floating outside the train when the kid loses it. Oh, is, 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 is the feather ticket, is in, the feather in against gum. it? It's yeah. the feather in gum. And then... And then there's the the scene where he's climbing on the outside of the train and making himself yep. along the train. Suddenly we're in Back to the Future. I love it. I the, love the it. moment when the kid, and he doesn't have a name, so when we call him the kid, he's the boy in the movie or the hero boy they call him. When he's climbing outside the train to then go up, that that was Marty McFly. Yeah, exactly. And then there's that moment when he drops the bell drops to his feet and the camera pans under the pavement there's ah, a sheet of ice yep. and it looks up from underneath as he picks the bell up under the ice it's what lies beneath yeah exactly it's just so good and then at the end there's the moment where we see um our mate from I want to hold your hand in child form <laughs> His his story arc is he's a know-it-all throughout the entire film. He learns his lesson and so suddenly he's like, sorry, apologizing and giving someone time to talk. Or, you know, um, our little boy Billy who he must have had a rough life. Oh, like, man, that kid breaks my I heart. I know. Breaks my Wearing heart. Wearing his dad's boots. Yep, Santa doesn't visit my yeah. area. Oh, you know, you just go, man. Oh, man, I know that poor kid, man. Well, in a, in a, in essence, he's Biff. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like uh, Biff yeah. without love. Yep, Biff without the Polar Express, yeah. you know. Biff without the Polar Express, <laughs> 100%. And and so he has this journey where at the start, he didn't want to sit with everyone else because he didn't believe that he was worthy of friends. And now he's talking about his friends that yeah, he's Yeah, exactly. And that was his gift that and he so had friends. Again, I look at it and I go, it's the story arcs just like I want to hold your hand. Everyone had their own story arc throughout it. And so it got me realizing the Polar Express is essentially Robert Zemeckis's greatest hits to date. Yeah. It's what it is. It's finally what you get to see on screen. Not to the 100% of technology it is now, but you get to see on screen what's in Zemeckis' mind. Yeah. So what I think the constraints of previously in his world, yes, he's able to put it on screen in this film. Totally, totally. And I'm going to make a really, really bold claim, Ooh. which is the Polar Express is vital to future Spielberg. So almost to this sense that... Without it, he probably wouldn't have gone down the Tintin road. I think it's when, and it's one of the things that made me realize as we've gone more into the history of Robert Zemeckis and how closely tied in with um, Spielberg is. I think these guys are so closely tied into each other, and the and the directors we we're talking about earlier. Yeah, I think people are forgetting how close these guys are. Yeah, and how collaborative. Yes. They are. Yes. And how much effect they've had on each other in yep. certain ways, shapes, totally. or forms. You know what I mean? Like how much effect did, um, you know, Lucas have on Spielberg, Spielberg on Zemeckis, Zemeckis on Spielberg, you know, yep. blah, 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 Gunn, Jackson, and obviously Cameron. And I think um, you get to sit just this glimpse and just to Zemeckis alone, you realize how 
intertwined they all are. Yeah. You know, same producers, probably yeah. same cast crew. Or, yeah. And second... Well, um, they, they are because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of George Lucas's crew are working with Zemeckis on Back to the Future. Exactly. Uh, then Sylvester working on Ready Player One. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, all going... They're all a gang. Yeah. You know are. what I mean? They're an amazing gang. And, you, and you're right, I think... He would have. This would have had a huge effect on Spielberg. Yeah. Um. I think this, and obviously, Spielberg being the perfectionist. Yes. Probably held off until yeah. Jackson showed him the technology that yeah, could do totally, it. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And can I just go? Well, going, what's your name? Well, I consider Zemeckis is just the innovator. He just pushes through. Yeah. He yeah. Does. Yeah. No. 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 We can play with we it. Can we can make it, it work. We can make it work. Yeah. And it doesn't have to work. Then he goes, okay, well, we'll make it work next time. We'll make it work next yeah. time. Yeah. You know, he's the, he's the Zemeckis. Journeyman. He is, isn't he? Zemeckis is the guy. He's like a pilgrim in a sense, like a trailblazer. Mm. So he's blazing the yeah. trail while you got people like James Cameron who are like, I love it and I'll support your trailblazing. And then when you've shown me how to do it, I'll tell you how you can do it way better. Yeah, exactly. Let, let me show you. Um, let me show you this efficiently. Yeah, and we got that t- listening to him talk. Yeah, he exactly. is someone that wants to see what people are doing and show them how to do it better. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. just in his nature. Now, just touching back on the the motion capture history, I love that you brought up George Lucas before because I do have to give a huge amount of props. To Jar Jar Binks. To Jar Jar Binks. Because I was being sarcastic. No. no (laughs) To Jar Jar Binks. That was meant to be a joke line. And the reason for that is because in 1999, Phantom Menace is released. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks, it was a hugely experimental um, technology at that stage. Yeah. For a man to wear a suit that is then captured to be the performance of Jar Jar Binks. And if you ever watch any of the video, the poor guy is like... He's wearing like a scuba diving suit, walking around just like Jar Jar Binks With does. floppy ears, yeah. With a weird head on top yeah. of his head, you know, for people to look at. And um, and so it really is, as much as people hate Jar Jar Binks, the character, mm. it's again vital to get to where we got in motion capture technology. Exactly. They're working it, off each other. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much, Craig. It's, um, yeah, seriously, this is this is something that, I didn't believe, I should have expected, but I didn't believe we would have such great discussions about the Polar Express. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's, like we're saying, it's, like, look, as a film itself, it's a good film. Um, It's a Christmas film. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But I, I, the more, the appreciation I get more out of it is what this triggers. Yeah. For future films. Yeah. More than what it is itself. Yeah. Um, like obviously there it's a magic to it. Most Christmas films, if you if you get yourself into the heart of things, um, the top Christmas films. This is obviously now in my top Christmas films. Yeah, totally. Um but that's not a big batch anyway. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's still good. It, you know, and, and yeah, it's just amazing how Zemeckis pushed forward with this. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed. And again, like we talk about every single week. I'm so excited for Beowulf. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited for A Christmas Carol. Same, because I think that's his best uh, motion capture to date. From memory. Yeah. From memory. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Yeah, and if there's anyone you're going to do crazy motion capture with, Jim Carrey is going to be the Oh, person, yeah, exactly. It? And that'll be interesting. The, the yeah. whole shebang, once you do your research, I reckon there's going to be heaps of tidbits on that one. Yeah, I hope so. So we... um. 
we've got that coming up, and I'm really, really excited into it, into getting into it. And what I was, what I love about this as well is just in the research on the motion capture stuff. Immediately, like Kathy Lee and I are just like, maybe we should watch the Mummy tonight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to, or maybe we should watch. I want to watch Hulk again. You know? Oh, I know. That's, that's. I watched a bit of the Hulk the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Where where he where he breaks out of the house and starts the whole um, bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, awesome. I actually. I think it's quite underrated, Ang Lee's Hulk film. Yeah, exactly. I look, I love what he tried to do. It's wild. I love what he tried to do. Like, let's be honest, those giant mutant poodles. I know. It's crazy. Seriously, it just seemed like Kevin Smith wrote the script. <laughs> it was wild. It was just wa- wacky. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? Um, now, speaking of wacky, the yeah. elves when we got to um, to the North Pole. It was scary. That. They were, weren't they? They were just like, they look like, like those old drunks that sit around in, um, or those young drunks that you see get beat up in, like, the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, those just, they, one of them had that look, you know, of that um, upper, upper middle class white kid who likes to, you know, push kids over in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was... Um, yeah, that Like, that pinched face. There was... <laughs> oh, man. What's his name? His name, actually, his name is Michael Jeddah. Michael Jeddah. And his, what movie would you know? You'd know him as, so, as soon as you saw him. But he did a lot of voices throughout the film, a couple of elves and stuff like that. Oh, and they, cool. they took on his likeness. Cool. He had a very bushy moustache. He's in the third Jurassic Park movie. Um, he died of Ooh. HIV. Um, a small sort of guy, balding oh. moustache. Anyway, it was his last film. Oh. Which is really sad because mm. he was he was one of those sort of beloved little actors that always looked like a sweetheart. You know, you yeah. felt sorry whenever he got hurt, and he gets eaten in Jurassic Park three. So everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, not oh, him." Poor. So sadly, that's his last film, Craig. But um, there's that moment up on the on the um, <laughs> the Santa sack, and <laughs> the elf says, <laughs> "Trust me." Yeah, and. Kathy Lee and I both thought, turned to each other and went, would you trust that elf? I want not. I like when he gets, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks like that. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, come on, you're not allowed to open that. Oh, no, I'm sounding more like the the, the other kid that I usually got. But, yeah, no, nah, man, seriously, I wouldn't trust them. They, would, they were a little bit terrifying. Dude, it got me thinking, though, like, Robert Zemeckis is so detail-oriented. Yeah. Like, when we say detail-oriented, the hot chocolate scene when the waiters come out and do their dance routine, Yep. Every single one of those guys were physically different. So they were all a different man. Oh, as well, opposed really? to being... Just the, the cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Every single one of them was the same person you wouldn't have even known. So every one of them had a different face, different shape. So it was a different person. Mm. And the elves were the same. No elf was the same. They all had a different face. So he's very detailed-oriented. Yeah. If you were to think of... a. Uh, a film that we talked about a few uh, weeks ago that was a Robert Zemeckis he was going to remake set in a certain land with little people Up who top. represent the Lollipop Guild. Oh, yeah, The Wizard of Oz, yeah. And suddenly the elves feel more like munchkins from Oz. They do. Cranky than, little munchkins, man. Than joyous little Christmas beings. Yes, that's true. That's Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a heaps good pickup. 
Yeah, man, because you know I love that song. We are from the Lollipop Guild. Lollipop <laughs> Guild. Lollipop Guild. And uh, <laughs> it's been quite a sing-along today, hasn't oh, it? Oh, it has been, man. Seriously, <laughs> you know me, I love it. I do like <laughs> that uh, you've got a friend of me has appeared multiple times on the podcast. Oh, I thought that was brilliant, yeah. <laughs> when she was busting it out and she kept going, I yeah. like thought she stopped and then she kept going. I was like... Awesome. Thanks Keep to going. the Disney Hits playlist yeah, on Spotify. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, hit us up, Spotify. We'll take we'll take sponsorship. Yeah, and superb. For those listening at home that really want to, let's let's just go a little segue into it now. Alan Silvestri's score in this film is gorgeous, and as always, as always. And so, what I've been doing is each week um, I've been putting a song or two from the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, I put something beautiful from Alan Silvestri on the po- on the playlist, and if there was a song like "Power of Love" from Back to the Future, it's on wow. there too. Uh, sadly, Bobby Bear's um, used cast theme song has been removed from Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah, so I couldn't put that up any longer for people. Bobby's been cranking. Oh no! Well, yeah, I thought he'd get some hits. Yeah, um, same man. So we're, we're just trying to help you, Bobby. So just when you're on Spotify, have a look. It's the FFTL um, playlist. Yeah, um, and I've been adding that on there. So check it out. I'll also make sure there's some links on our on our social media to to let people know where to find it on Spotify. Exactly. If it's a good list. If you're really that keen to find Bobby Bear, you can just Google it. Yeah. Find it on YouTube. Yeah. Just spell it right because um, you don't want to see a bear, Bobby. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I just want to like. Alan Silvestri's score is so beautiful, and like when people talk about his scores that are good, Craig, you know, Forrest Gump's always up there. Back oh to yeah, the of always up there. But I walked. Um, we watched the back end of the movie today, and this morning I was walking past Evie's room, and she was in there having a little play, mm. and I was like, "What is the song she's singing?" And then it dawned on me. She was in there singing the theme song to Polar Express. I love that theme song. And she was humming away in a room, just absolutely loving it. And so, like, Alan Silvestri, yet again, Zemeckis has surrounded himself with a great team of people. Yeah. It's just, like, it really is. It's just a great team of people who consistently are pumping out great work. Yeah. And and um, Craig and I had a little chat earlier today which I told him purely so it would make sure my memory would spark to talk about <laughs> it. But, like, when you think about it, it's been a long time since I've watched Beowulf. Yeah. Like, it's got to be five or six years at oh, least. Oh, it's probably at least two for me. Oh, no, no, more, more, more. Um, But we're about to... He's probably given us a pure film. Yeah. Like, aside from The Hobo, there's not really that much frightening. No, there's... I'm still thinking I'm missing something about The Hobo. Yeah. Um, I still think there's... There's something about the hobo that's pure as well. I yeah. don't. I don't know. There's some. I'm missing. There's a magic to him that I'm missing somewhere. Yeah. I don't know why. I do think there's a parallel to the Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which is the the ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ghost of Christmas future. And uh, maybe it's part of the book. That's true, Craig. It could very well be. I'm gonna have to research it. And well, I'll we'll have to have a look. Goes on. Because um, it's killing me, Jerry. It's killing me. Another thing on the on the books, I have been like constantly thinking, I need to buy that book. I need to buy that book. I need to oh, buy I'm that book. I'm not buying Roger Rabbit. No, no, that, no, man, that's too freaky. Ass. What? That's what? wild. No, gosh, no. For those for those who haven't listened to the Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode, go back and listen yeah. to just how insane 
the novel that the film is based I'd around. I'd buy the is. sequel. Yeah, oh, the, the Behind Enemy Lines Behind one. Enemy Lines one <laughs> that they turned into the Owen Wilson movie. <laughs> <laughs> they just uh, redid it. Actually, I strangely, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. Behind, behind Enemy, enemy Lines. lines. I, just can't, I just can't do Owen Wilson as an action star. Um, so... But he'd done it well. I remember watching it. He was a good action star. Yeah, it was. It was good. I surprised him. Just you know, he was a good animal. action star. Wow. So um, yeah, it's really interesting. But like, if you think about the contrast without watching Beowulf in quite a while, really, we're getting a pure film. Yeah, and we're about to see the opposite end of the scale on that. Like you said today, um, he's showing the range. Yeah. Of motion capture. Yeah. Um, and like you said, one's aimed at kids. One's at adults. One's aimed at adults. Yeah. And we did have an interesting... Craig um, once did a press junket for uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, and that's that's uh, where Jeffrey Katzenberg... We got the Jeffrey Katzenberg warning. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, that's right. You went. You didn't ever do that. I didn't do Monsters vs. Aliens, Craig. Yeah, well, regale us with a tale. Ooh. So we we were gonna do the only um talent. Well, we got. To, I got to meet Seth Rogen because I interrupted his breakfast. <laughs> um, that was just out on the street. But then we went into um a round table interview. Obviously, they're around the table. He comes in, and our minder, best way to say it, yep. comes in and says, "Jeffrey's not in a good mood today." Make sure you keep everything on topic. And if anyone's <laughs> met Jeffrey Katzenberg or heard of the stories of Jeffrey Katzenberg, yeah. you do not stuff with this man. No. At all. Watch Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, wild. He comes in, grumbles hello, sits down. And everyone's like, oh, shit. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all talking. We're all chatting away. Sorry to get to it. But I have to say this one. No. Then, this is where I was hoping you would. Go. One of the yeah, one of the direct one of the one of our cast. I mean, one of our sorry, one of the interviewers from another yep. podcast, not another podcast, another, another website, website. Says to Jeffrey Katzenberg, "So, what do you think um, of making three D animated films for adults? R rated, R rated three D." To which Jeffrey Katzenberg then destroys the poor, <laughs> the, the poor uh, blogger slash wannabe journalist. Golly. Why would I care about that? What has that got to do with me? I make kids films. How stupid question, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> destroys him. Destroys him. Like, seriously, <laughs> I see this poor little nerd. Who's basically it's his first time out of his mum's basement. She's probably <laughs> his mum's his mum's probably outside in a fucking station wagon waiting oh, to take him home. Man. And he's just like he's probably been sitting in the car for an hour going, I could talk to humans, mummy, I can. <laughs> and he comes out <laughs> and he just realized, No, you're in the big world now. <laughs> and he just got destroyed and the yeah. The wrath of Jeffrey. And he's just gone back to his basement, the poor little boy and cutting <laughs> and he's cutting himself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, man! I was sitting next to the guy, and I got terrified. Oh, I had a, oh. I had a, um, I had uh, <laughs> this is serious. I had a question about James Cameron's 3D televisions at the time. Yep, and I crossed it out. 
It's like when it came to me, I was like, um, um, what about that monsters, hey? <laughs> I can't remember. I actually, I'd, I'd actually recorded it. I had to have the recording somewhere. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We won't put that up. I don't uh, want to shame someone. I do. Oh, <laughs> I feel terrible. If for some reason you are listening, I hope everything's going well, um, person. Yeah, I know, you, oh, I know exactly who it is. I do too. Yeah. I don't want to say it. Um, I'm not about that game, I love Craig. You, man. You're, I'm not yeah, about we're talking about purity today. We are. Yeah, so let's keep it pure. Let's keep you want to go Beowulf next week, <laughs> you go Beowulf. Let's keep with the Christmas spirit and we'll keep the poor guy. So, Craig, um, is there anything else in the film that you'd like to talk about? Do you think we've touched on things? I think we've touched we on all of it. You know enough? what I mean? Like, I think... Um, the whole idea of the film was was really cool. I liked, you yeah. know, going through the carriages. Yeah. Um, I loved, you know, how weird were those train con- uh, those train drivers? Yeah, they weren't they were hilarious? Awesomely weird, man. Where he I wanted to see his, more of them. Yanked on his beard <laughs> until the, the reindeers talk. He talked to the reindeers, <laughs> and so he just kept talking on him. That was hilarious. Oh, clear the reindeers. That so was awesome. Can I tell Randomly you a cool little tidbit awesome. of that scene? Yeah, go. You know the bit where it's like slow motion and that pin's sort of bouncing around and they're oh, like... Oh, I love that bit and they're trying to catch yeah, it. Yeah, catch it. Supposedly, if you watch in the background on one of the walls is a flux capacitor. Oh, really? Yeah, to oh, sort of say that there. the train is Doc <laughs> Brown's train. You know, yeah. like... Um, so I thought that was a, a cool little bit. But those guys were fun. Like They, they were, were really fun. fun. I would have liked to have seen a bit more of them. Yeah, they were really fun, weren't they? But they, they just disappeared. Yep. Just like, just like, like a hobo. One like the hobo. Well, which was funny because when I first saw the hobo and you see him under the train. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. That's random. There's How's he staying on? Hobo under the train. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, and he asked the question, do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, and when the kid says, "I think he says yeah," yes, and he, t- he yeah, and he and he, and that the train's haunted. Yeah, so it's almost like he is. He's that a ghost he haunts of the train. that train. Yeah, there we go. That we he got hit been. by the train. Yeah, he, he might have got hit by the train. Yeah, exactly. Might have been a hobo well, on the train. Trying to trying to clean his socks. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I know. It's so gross. So gross. Yeah, I think. Um, well, let's just get to the bit of what we thought about the film. Oh, yeah. Really, well, it's pretty really, easy what we loved we about loved the film. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's not hard to think. I think um, I think this episode's been a wild ride. I love oh, it. <laughs> man. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Oh, um, seriously. I've loved it. Evie Girl it. has been so excited oh, for Oh, she her. was great. She was so uh, excited. When I showed up today, she was just pumped. Yeah, she was. I don't think she was ready for how uh, how much we waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I was given some feedback that we need to stop waffling so much this week. Who said that? <laughs> was it a genuine feedback? It was genuine feedback. Oh. It was good. It was good. We need that sort of feedback, people. Keep yeah, it bring coming. it on. Bring it on. We like it. We're not going to change anything. Yeah. <laughs> we waffle. Yeah. So, Craig, um, it's pretty clear we enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. That's That's just a given. We've come to that time of the episode. Where it's time to rank things. Oh, man. I haven't thought of it. Me either. Me Damn. either. So I have our whiteboard up. Hope people at home are enjoying um, uh, our little updates on where films are ranked. Um, but. Oh, thanks. Hey there, Evie. Evie's returned. She's returned with her Polar Express For an picture. encore. 
photo. Oh, I love it. How cool. about I'll take a photo and I'll put it on the Instagram later. Thanks, Evie. Thanks, Evie. Um. Oh well, hmm. it's hard. No, oh, no, nah, I know exactly where to put it. Okay, Craig, hit it. I'm gonna take it straight to number nine. To number nine. Ah, interesting. So what lies beneath is going to be pushed down. So I'll have Forrest Gump, Castaway, Back to the Future, Hugh Frame Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 1, Contact, Back to the Future 3, ro- um, Romance in the Stone, and then Polar Express. Polar Express at number but nine. But you know what? I think over time, give me time, and I think Polar Express will make its way up. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really, and I hadn't put any thought into it until yeah, we've been same. sitting here looking at same. the board, um, is like, the movies that I'm going to end up putting it above. And do you know what's crazy? You're putting it above What Lies Beneath? Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Um, it's, it's. I think, and the reason is, What Lies Beneath is a beautifully made film. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the magic that's in Polar Express. Yep. It's just something beautiful. And like I said, just a second ago is, Look, I rate I rate my movies a lot about the memory that I attach to them and yep. the feeling I attach to them, and that's why I'm saying is watching this with Carter it was awesome. Yeah, and I think over time it'll push its way up. Yeah, like that experience pass. again. Yeah, exactly. I think after time it'll push up in front of Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Wow. Well, so yeah, you've got it at number nine, Craig. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be sitting at number eight. Um, and that's so that's Forrest Gump number one, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, Castaway, Back to the Future three, Back to the Future two, Contact, then um, Polar Express. Wow! Now we do have to remember, Dang. Craig, there is a wild card opportunity Ooh. at some point in the season to swap one film position. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we just got to remember that whether you save that to the end of the season, totally up to you. Don't know. But uh, I have a feeling I know what I want to swap. Mm, I'm still looking at contact. So <laughs> contact at number six? No, I don't know. Yeah, I am don't know. Don't know. Won't get into it yet. Yeah, keep mm. pondering it. I'll I like keep it. pondering. I yeah, keep, I'll I like keep thinking. It. I keep, thinking. keep thinking on that. So um, every week we're trying to keep things going with the, the social media. We want to interact with you guys. Yep. Um, we love hearing your feedback. And I tell you, I flat out love... The Facebook page has such a good little community going on. Yeah, loving your um, work, guys. Loving your work. Getting to interact with guys. There have been some sick suggestions for like future seasons. Yep. Um, and I really love hearing what people would love to hear. Yeah. And and same. some of them are like people who I hadn't even thought about. You know, shout out to Jimmy. Um, Jimmy loved loved your um your your recommendation of Peter Jackson. Because the more I think about Peter Jackson, the more I'm like, far out. Oh, man, this is going to be like one moment you do and meet the Feebles oh, or man. Brain Dead. The next you're in the Frighteners. Um, oh, I love the Frighteners too, man. So there's so much. and you know, Back even, to Mark. Good old Marty yeah. McFly. So, you know, all connected people. But I love the idea that there is just like directors who have this wealth of uh, a variety in their films. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's really special. So, guys, um, we each week are putting articles up relating to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and where can people find us for that, Craig? Well, it's fine for FFTL Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook. Yeah, at FFTL Podcast. And the website, check it out, FFTLpodcast.com. Really easy. Um, and you could email us through there. There's some email addresses on there. Also, subscribe to the podcast, guys. Yeah, subscribe, guys. And do you know what? If you want to give us a rating on there, do it. Yeah, we love it. seeing them pop up. I love seeing the ratings, man. It's it's always interesting. It's humbling. It is, isn't it, Chris? And it's not even if it's a bad one or anything like that. It's humbling in the fact that someone took a time to write something about us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. And yeah, it's just yeah. I'm, I mean, shock and all, you know, and it's so cool. It's so it's cool. pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, good or bad, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've been destroyed on the internet before, thanks 2012. <laughs> um, maybe 2012, my review, but um, that's another story for another time. Um, but yeah, seriously, guys, keep them coming, keep them coming. Yeah, we love it, and we say it every week, but we don't want it to lose its um. It's meaning, but we really do. We appreciate so much you guys for tuning in each week. Yeah, and and the the little community that's starting to grow there because it's it's really. I don't think we've. I've not reached a point in the podcast where I'm like, oh, I gotta do this again. Like I still love doing it an insane amount. Oh yeah 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 yeah. But no it, no, and same with the movies, which is weird. Shows Zemeckis. Yeah. Um. Even when we're coming into the, you know, it's let's be honest. Ever since. Back to the Future, there's not a movie you, you barely haven't seen, you know what yeah. I mean, of Zemeckis, yeah. um, or know about. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, totally. um, and I'm still loving it. Still love seeing, seeing these films. Yeah. So I'm not even getting tired of his films. No, but, but we... But I haven't seen Allied, so I've got to see them. Oh, man. I, and they're... we're going to welcome to Marwan! Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. are, Craig. Yeah. We're very excited for that. We're very excited. As very you excited. can tell by Craig's... Uh, High pitch squeal. Ah, I'm mean, pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So we'll have that ready for you. Yeah, we will very soon. Uh, I think we see it in a fortnight. Which yeah, really exactly, cool. man. And for those North American uh, listeners, that's in two weeks' time. Yeah. Um, which I found. I have a friend that's Canadian. They don't call it a fortnight in Canada. Well, they call and it. And I said, what do they you call, call it? A boot. Uh, two, the two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, so what do you call a fortnight then? Two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, cool. yeah, cool. All right, right done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so they were going to call it a toque. Uh, like a beanie. Yeah. A toque. A toque. All right, guys. So next week we're going to be talking all things Beowulf. Um, I am flat out excited, Craig. Oh, Ray Winston. Oh, Some gosh. Animated Jolly Booty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tail. <laughs> again, for those who um, absolutely love Craig's work, there is a very <laughs> hilarious episode. I think it's the second episode. Thank you, John Gillian. When, when he, he talks about uh, being tempted by Angelina Jolie in um, siren form. With burgers. <laughs> With burgers. <laughs> uh, once again, we say it, we've said it a few times. Craig is much funnier the second or third time around. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be really good. Cool. So I, get, I get to bust out of him. Very G-rated, this whole thing. <laughs> Apart from when you walked out the room. <laughs> but yeah, ready so, to up. Yeah, tune in next week, guys. We're, get my we're, dirt on. We're really looking forward to it. Craig's going to have plenty to get out of his system. Oh, I think, man, can't this. wait, can't wait. Um, so I'm really excited for the adventure that can be. And look... If it's been a bit of a slog for any of you guys at home today, thanks for sticking with us. For those who realised just how special it was to have a little lady 
on here doing her thing. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for sticking with us also. I think she did amazing. And seriously, I'm not just saying that. I think she did great. Well, I'm glad of that, Craig. Yeah, man. I didn't think it was a slug. I thought it was hilarious. She's got hilarious. a little spring in her step walking in just, here. Even just yeah, being a parent, I know that. And yeah. that was funny. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, from all of us here at From First to Last Podcast, <laughs> I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Craig Killian. Thanks for tuning in. Jelly Belly Cupcake! <laughs> <laughs>